Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sa, is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. It is on the air now. Welcome back to 755 is Real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for The Athletic, with my co-host Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves reliever. And Eric, we got a very special guest today. Another, well, former and current, I guess, Braves reliever, uh, rehabbing Braves reliever. Everybody knows him, loves him, Luke Jackson. What's up, Luke? How you guys doing today? Man, I was just telling telling somebody yesterday, I don't think I ever saw someone – someone changed the opinion of such a large segment of the fan base than you did in a span of one year. <laughs> you went from being one of those Twitter whipping boys. Cause when Twitter turns on you, man, it's hard to get them back to being a hero in one year, man. Learned it too. I also went back to villain when we played the Dodgers and the NLCS. So it's, it, it's been a, it's been a <laughs> ping pong cycle for me. The tide changes quick. Doesn't it? You ain't lying. Have you thought about how he hit that pitch? I know. I, I try to erase that from my memory. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> but, but the thing, the sad thing was, uh, Eric and I sat here because in the year where everybody was convinced that you were shit, you were actually pitching well, and you, were, you had the worst luck imaginable. And yeah. we kept telling him, his stuff is great, man. And everybody's like, oh, uh, you know, they just kept haranguing and uh, – and, and then when you started getting good results, people are like, oh, Luke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you're a Bruce Springsteen, man. Exactly. But anyway, so <laughs> what has, uh, how tough has this been uh, this year been so far for you? I know you went to spring training with, with excited, right? I mean, you thought yeah. you were healthy. You didn't know that this was coming, right? You didn't have yeah. signs of this before spring. Yeah, no, I didn't even have signs. I, I never really dealt with any arm pain, even up till surgery day, which is a little strange. So it's one of those things kind of freaked me out a little bit because I was so uh, shocked by the news. But yeah, I think it was just one of those things that was eventually going to have to have to happen. Yeah. So got we got it done and team uh, bullpen got better without me. Honestly, they're they're <laughs> unbelievable. Right now. <laughs> well, they they put it together with bailing wire and. Uh, you know, glue and that they, they've done a good job. They've done a hell of a job filling in, but uh, you got to wonder um, how long they can keep going. They keep having guys go down, but guys step up, man. And I think yeah. you were pro- you are obviously a huge part of establishing that culture that they have there and that great chemistry that they have there that I think has allowed them to add the right pieces and everybody kind of blend together. Yeah. They've built AA's built a one out of his way to sign guys with good character and fun guys to be around so i think that's a cool builds an atmosphere down there where everyone kind of pulls for each other and i think that that helps uh that helps a winning culture overall yeah when they brought back darren o'day <laughs> i think a lot of people out there were probably like why and because they don't understand not yeah. only is he still an effective reliever but yeah. how huge he is in that in that bullpen massive massive just the growth especially with all a lot of the young guys coming up I my, my first year when eric was there he was the same presence a guy who just kind of showed you showed showed all the young guys the ropes what what what, what to expect and what not to expect what to be ready for how, how long the season is mm-hmm. how to stay you know not overdo it and not blow it out early and make sure you're ready for 162 and the postseason so i think a guy like him who's seen a lot of it will too down there kind of really being yeah. a presence for these young guys you got jesse chavez too they brought back who's been exceptional for us and i mean i think there's a tell on character and how a bullpen reacts i mean he was struggling a little bit with chicago and came back to somewhere where he's comfortable on yep. a good group of dudes and showing yeah. he, can, he can really do it twice they brought him in and he's pitched better when he got to the braves than he was pitching before they got him you ain't lying and uh, and then they had the pieces that they add in spring training with only like three weeks to get used to or to get accustomed to the place were McHugh and Kenley Jansen, two exactly. guys that have fit in great too. 
Exactly. And have been huge pieces. Um, for anybody that might have forgotten or uh, is not aware that uh, Luke had TJ surgery, uh, blew out during spring training and had TJ surgery at the end or right before the season or right when the season started. Yeah, right when the season started. Yeah. So out for the rest of the year, obviously, out for the whole season. Um, is that going as planned? And are you aiming for spring training or how? how uh, that yeah. Um, I'll be off, I'll be throwing again September, early September. Um, and then uh, goal is be back ready and go for uh, April next year. So yeah, I'll be yeah. throwing bullpens in spring training, but I won't be in a game till I think right around opening day. Till it'll, I'll start my rehab assignment opening day. And is is the plan to stay with the Braves? Is the uh, I mean, you know, that's 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 the goal. I, I, that's that's yeah. the goal. You know, you never know what happens yeah. where the direction they go. But I love my time here. This is this is family to me, and you know. And, it's one of those things that if I don't sign here this offseason, I know eventually I'll be back here. And it's something that I've uh, – my wife loves it here. I love it here. And it's just a, a great fit all around. What were we going to say, Eric? Uh, did you have a pop or did you have just elbow pain and found out it was torn? <laughs> no, that's the, that's the crazy thing. So about two weeks before I came to spring training, I threw a bullpen, probably the best I ever felt, best shape I ever felt, and the back of my arm. like The back? Not even the back. I would say like like right in here. The top the top yeah. part of my forearm. So like yeah. top I swelled up. Like no pain, no nothing. Just got swollen. And I was like, interesting. And I thought truthfully, I kept telling my wife, I see I think it's from patting my son at night. I was like patting him to go to sleep all the time. Like he just like he got we built a terrible habit and got like really comfortable to like anytime he started crying, if he started patting him, he'd fall back to sleep. So there's like nights where I was just patting him for 30, 40 minutes. And then one morning I woke up, my arm was yeah. swollen and I'm like, huh, maybe I got to stop doing that. So I stopped doing it. Took a couple weeks off through a little bit more. I got to spring training through my first live bullpen felt great. Um, second live felt great too. Like Velo was great. And that morning I woke up, my arm was swollen again. And so finally I went to George and I'm like, Hey, something's going on. Every time after I like really get on it, my back of my arm just like gets swollen. It doesn't hurt. It just kind of feels like, fat and so they wanted to check me for like blood clots you can get so they checked me for blood clots and like hey good news you have no blood clots but uh you have a fully torn tommy john and i was uh, like what fully torn fully torn like for a long time lateral yeah so it's actually wow. it gets to the point where it gets so stretched out and it tears you never have that tearing so i never had the pain so i guess just over the years it tore I like just i guess i might wow. here and there so i never really actually tore it it's just been it just tore over longevity kind of disintegrated so they said it was torn over a year and a half so all of last year i pitched with no tj pretty much and um which you can do like it's something if it's not like tearing it just becomes to the point where like bone gets on bone that's when you start to see swelling so my wow, that's started, amazing i didn't know that started Did you ever had an mri before that point on your elbow when i got traded over and they said i had like a 40 percent tear in 2016 yeah. So I guess there was tearing before, but they're like, "Hey, forty percent, yeah, it might heal up." Wow, that's what Greg Maddox pitched like the last years of his career with a partial tear. Yeah, all right, Dickie. I think didn't even have one. Like guys, right? Like he just throw. So I found out I had torn. They said, "Hey, talk to doctors." Some doctors like, "Hey, if you don't have any pain, we could shoot it with cortisone shot." But they're like, "Eventually, you're going to have to get it because it's going to be swelling up more than like you wouldn't be able to pitch back to back days. Like it would just be too hard." So I kind of came to the decision. I'm going to get Tommy John, but I wanted to throw one more bullpen before I did it. And I, and I, I threw one, like I, cause I had no pain. I was like, let me throw one more time to make sure. And I really got on it and stone like 94, 95. And I was like, all right, this is crazy, but I'm going into Tommy John still throwing hard, super interesting. But when the doc went in, he goes, Hey dude, you, you're going to have to get it. Your arm would have just kept swelling up more and more. And there wouldn't have been enough cortisone shots or anything to take care of it. So, and I was going into free agency. Yeah, that's the kicker. No, but never got signed after exactly. that MRI. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, just going in after yeah. that and having an MRI showing that, Hey, listen, this guy doesn't have a ligament. Something's going to be <laughs> coming on. So it was yeah. just one of those things that I think just for my career, for yeah. life purposes, I had to get it. So, I, guess I was that, in the exact same position, man. I did the pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah. I guess that would explain why a starting pitcher would be able to theoretically yep. 
go longer doing that because you got four days between. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Once I started firing up and throwing, I was good. It's just by the time I was done throwing, it would just swell up about an hour after. So it was like if I was starting and I had the pleasure of throwing every four days, I could have probably lasted a lot longer. But because I was throwing back to backs or multiple any like, you know, multiple days in a row, it would just been it would have been too much of a nuisance. So the swelling came from the bone on bone. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you weren't you weren't going to be able to just yeah you were. It's not like something you could have just if you never got the MRI, you would just never know because you found out about the swelling and that was going to keep happening. Yeah, they said the swelling would kept happening after any time I really got on it. They said you'd have for sure swollen up because the bones were hitting my. Which I had a, so the bone what the swelling was from a massive bone bruise I had in the back. So over time it could have been worse. Could have broke my you know broke one of my like elbow bones joint oh, who did that who snapped their elbow throw? Wink, winkler did it with us that's right um and so did oh uh, yeah that just Graven. blew apart oh, did it and i How's covered uh tom uh tony sanders or what's his name Sa- sanders the pitcher for tampa bay he was with the marlins and he did it his he broke his came back from it and then did it again Ugh. with uh, tampa bay yeah. yeah it just blew up on the mound that's yeah that's a nightmare Tony Sanders, that was his name. Yeah. Um, so so you look at last year's bullpen and the four key guys that he rode all the time, especially the big games, were you, AJ, Will Smith, and Matzik. Yep. So you look at this year, uh, Will Smith has stayed healthy. Yep. Um, AJ. They lost you. Matzik. Went on the IL for six weeks. Yep. And the bullpen has maintained, has, has been top three ERA and everything else, uh, regardless. Yep. 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 It's, what do you think? What do you, how do you think how uh, guys have stepped up and away? In Will's case, he stepped kind of not stepped down, not that he was demoted, but he stepped down into a setup role. And AJ kind of became the primary, uh, Setup guy, what he's done. What have you thought about AJ? I mean, it, that's been we all saw it in eighteen. I was, you know, rookie with like the best stuff in baseball at the time, coming from the yeah. left side and closed all his games, and then he kind of had a little bit of a setback with a little bit of an injury, and you could just see him getting back to where he used to be with a lot more confidence. Luke is walking around at Truist Park in the back in the training in the bowels of the stadium now, doing his rehab. <laughs> So now you got a view of the clubhouse there. Um, yeah. Uh, so you get uh, you, you got the possibility of getting Tyler Yates in the second half. Kirby. Uh, Kirby Yates. You had Tyler Yates years ago. Kirby Yates. Uh, Kirby Yates. And Kirby Yates has been – led the league in, in saves one year, I think, and had a terrific ERA strike. I mean, have you seen him pitch? Have you heard anything yeah, about yeah, how he I- looks? Yeah, I spent a bunch of time with Kirby actually, because um, he was rehabbing when I first got here. He, uh, uh-huh. fantastic guy. Fans are gonna love him. Great dude. Yeah. Um, track record speaks for itself. The guy is an absolute dog for all those years in San Diego. Um, yeah, yeah, he's gonna be quite quite a special piece. The Braves bullpen is gonna get adding that could a right- be a big boost for them. Then yeah, adding be- a right hander and yeah. with his stuff. And I know he's cruising right along. He's in Florida right now. Just right finishing his rehab up and I don't know his deadline or timeline to get in here, but he's, uh, he's going to be a nice little addition to the bullpen for sure. Yeah. I think that we're always aiming for August. So it should be right on schedule. He's down there. He went down there basically the same time as Soroka. Yep. Um, man, Mike's down there throwing live BP or sim game. It gets, takes a comebacker off the knee. So they've had to shut oh. him down. That it, it, it's yeah. just temporarily, but they, they're obviously being careful with him. They don't want to go out there and do it. But, I mean, you got to cringe anytime you see the guy trying to get out of the way of a ball or anything. This guy has been through hell, man. You ain't lying, man. He's just had the short end of the stick for a little bit here, but he's got a good head on his shoulders and he works about as hard as anyone you'll meet. So I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried for him. He's, he's a guy who's gonna, you know, just tighten the shoelaces a little tighter and just get back to work. He's one of those guys. So. I mean, yeah, he's had he's what a tremendous of, person. What a person! Yeah, character that great he has dude. to get through this. Never complaining. Yeah, always and positive. Yeah, I, think, I think that's going to help him get to the finish line here soon. And and once he gets here, everyone's going to be you know Mike Soroka again, who might be throwing a little bit harder than he used to, which is going to be nice. Matt, 
I, I think it's been a while. People forget how good he was. I mean, he yeah. was the best young pitcher in the majors, basically. I mean, no. he was phenomenal. He was a 21-year-old all-star, finished sixth in the Cy Young balloting. Exactly. No, he was, especially nowadays, where I think First sinkers are back back more effective than ever. I mean, Eric, you would have shined right now. The are you sink- sure? Hey, the sinker's back, baby. Unless you're Strider throwing uh, rocket baseballs. <laughs> Why do you think that is? I think just, you know how, like, it's one of those things, the game goes in, like, those ebbs and flows of the hitters finally adapt to pitchers and pitchers adapt to hitters. And I think the hitting's finally catching the pitching, like the high heater, the curveball's down, and now it's going to switch to sinkers. I mean, look at some of these guys who are, like, these sinker ball pitchers who are just absolutely dominating. And I think think that's going to be the next... The next wave until it just switches again. But right now, I think Mike is kind of a different breed of a guy who really throws a true sinker. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where that goes. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. You brought him up. So let's go ahead and uh, discuss Spencer Strider because what he's doing is obviously special. Um, last night he goes out and there have been a hell of a lot of great pitchers for the Atlanta Braves. He became the first pitcher in Braves history to record nine strikeouts in the first three innings of a game. Yeah, it's never been done. Yeah, I mean, for the first four innings, nobody can see the baseball. (laughs) How do you expect him to hit it if you can't see it for the first? It takes like the third time through before they understand what's going on. Little guy with How the mustache, can you ex- giant quads is throwing 101 miles an hour. Every uh, what, what's his leg workouts like? Right, he's like a freak. <laughs> like, but I, I don't really see him. I don't know if he lifts that heavy. I don't really know, but he does this like routine before he pitches that you would you would have had a field day. My lord, if you were in that weight room watching that, it, it's a little goofy. Oh my lord, it he's. <laughs> he can do like he can like sit on his heels and like put his like legs over his head, dude. He's like a Pilates master. Like, yeah, everything you see about him on the mound, the way his body moves, is exactly how this guy like Trains. most flexible, strongest lower half you'll see. Yeah, and it's and it correlates to consistently throwing the hardest fastball in baseball right now. Yeah, he got big on the legs when he was coming back from TJ. He got yeah. big with the legs. He said it, and uh, and 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 now he doesn't have. To, to lift real heavy with the legs, he said to maintain them. But he yeah. did get he did get them really strong back then. But anybody else trying to jump on the program, Luke? I would see guys do stuff like that and then go throw a hundred, and I'd be like, all right, I'm getting into Pilates then. Hey, it's so true. Like if, if this <laughs> guy vegan, wasn't vegan as flexible yeah. as possible, people would be doing it. But it's like so outlandishly crazy that like nobody can even attempt what he's doing. Like <laughs> the guy's it's like doing a split in a handstand, like you know, he's like one of those he's like doing Cirque du Soleil in there and everyone's kind of just like, <laughs> what is going on? You know, that shit plays though. If you come out and hey, throw you ain't lying. if you do that and you show up throwing eighty nine, you're gonna take some heat. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. You better be punching out 17 per nine and throwing 101 what he's you can doing. do whatever you want and you're gonna have people in there doing handstands and splits yep. as well yep. yeah nobody's gonna fuck with him about his diet when he's throwing 101 are they <laughs> no and hey listen he's one of those guys who just kind of he does himself he's super i would say yeah. granola in a sense yeah and, but he he's as he's a like doesn't change for anyone else and i love that i really Dude. like him man i'm impressed i talked to him and i feel like I'm talking to an older guy. He's an old soul. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got a very- peace sign, peace sign on his glove and on his chain, and he comes out the oh, Led yeah. Zeppelin. I mean, yeah, he's a water bottle, like one of those guys who carry like the, you know, when they go hiking, they carry one of those like water. I don't know what they're called, like a hydro flask, and you know, it's like all that. Yeah, he's very Seattle. He's very Seattle, yeah. Portland type guy. Yeah. Rei, his his, uh, his follow through is not granola though. No, no, no. He's got a little violence in there. Yeah, I love the little pirouette thing he does at the end, especially when he's when he knows it's going to be a strikeout. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he goes, "Hey, you're not going to see this one either." Hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what he does it in a way he doesn't really get. He does. He's not showing up, guys. He's just doing his thing, man. Yeah. He's, uh, 
Yeah, he's Again, some, you can't he's you can't watch. do that throwing eighty nine either. Spin around, you're gonna wear one off the back. The crowd, the crowd gets excited watching him too when he's piling up them strikeouts, man. Oh, yeah. The game, the infielders. I'm more nervous for the infielders. They don't do anything for four and a half innings. The next thing you know, you gotta you gotta play D. They're they're. I don't even know if they're ready for defense when they got pitches. He had he had a career high twelve strikeouts last night with two hits. Two walks and six scoreless innings. All nine outs in the first three innings with strikeouts. Um, he did. Uh, oh, he asked about it afterwards, and he's also dude because he lost. He said it's cool. I mean, a lot of really good pitchers pitch for Atlanta. That's neat. Wish we would have pulled out the win as well, though. But yeah, that's cool. And uh, <laughs> he became the first major league rookie in the modern era since 1900 to have consecutive games with at least 11 strikeouts and two or fewer hits. And the first Braves rookie since at least 1900 to have double-digit strikeouts in consecutive games. That's nuts. Past two starts against the Reds and Cardinals, 23 strikeouts, three walks, three hits allowed in 12 innings. Past three starts, the kid has a 0.50 ERA, 129 opponents average, 182 opponents OBP, 30 strikeouts and three walks in 18 innings. I mean, you can't. It's 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 MLB the show numbers, you know. That's yeah. God, it'd be so much fun to have that stuff and go pitch. Oh my, yeah. What? Yeah, you're. you're that's. He's literally like a, he's using the best. I saw a chart yesterday. Kyle Bodie put up of his fastball compared to every other major leaguer's fastball. It's a good chart with an index that shows velo, vertical break, horizontal break. And uh, what makes him very interesting is his release height because he's so he's yeah. short. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, like and Kimball. I, yeah, the, exactly. That's the closest profile to his fastball. Is it's, it? Yeah. It's like 5'9". I mean, nothing, on, nothing on the access is the same as him, but like just the height release and a guy who throws plus velo. So when Craig Kimbrell was throwing 98-100, his fastball profiled very similar to Strider's. And Strider's, mm-hmm. it's 59% better than every other major league fastball. So he's throwing he's throwing one and a half times better fastball than the average major leaguer. So he's almost like a double. He's closer to two major league pitchers at one time on the mound than one. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I was I was looking at it. I was like, yeah, that goes to what their manager said last night because the Braves Braves pitchers in all totaled 19 strikeouts last night. It was the most in a single game since they had 20 in the 19 inning game against Pittsburgh back in 11. Mm-hmm. But it's the most I've ever had in a game last in 11 or fewer innings. And the Cardinals manager, somebody asked him about, about all the strikeouts, and he said, let's not forget the first guy was throwing 130 miles an hour. <laughs> so, so like, he goes, he said, uh, he said uh, about his strikeout, he said, uh, you beat, you got beat three nights in a row here, and then you fa- have to face a guy who has thrown the way he did. That was real stuff. He said, it's real. It's coming from five nine. So I'm at the release point with an eighteen vertical at hundred miles an hour. He said that plays. That's a real fastball. Yeah, they, they they were showing a chart on Shohei Otani throws hundred and Shohei Otani's fastball compared to Strider's is not even wow. in the realm. Like it's like yeah, he throws hundred, but the fact that he's releasing it at five nine and his vertical break is that high, yeah, it's playing like two times better than Shohei Otani is throwing hundred miles an hour, which is insane. You know what it's like? Did you ever see any of those videos of Jenny Finch pitching to major league pitchers? Yeah. 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 That is very that, true. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like that you just are not trained to have a ball rising when you hit it. I remember she came and pitched against us. She was at Rangers camp and we were playing them and some of the guys went over and tried to hit off her. And I was actually there for that, dude. You were there for that? I was and, there and for that. You got Adrian Beltre. Yeah. Richie Sexton. Did, like all these studs from our team are just swinging through fastball after fastball after fastball. I don't know what she's throwing. It's probably 70, 80 miles an hour. Maybe. I don't know. But they, she's just blowing guys away because guys are not trained to mm-hmm, track yeah. a ball that's rising like that. Whether it's really rising or not, just the, the perception that it's rising and it's not coming on a downhill plane. It's just major leaguers can't track it. Agreed. It doesn't line up with any bat path. And uh-uh. the fact that she, she threw it like whatever they throw at 48 feet or 50 feet, whatever yeah. that the softball, she didn't have any like 
face shield on. She was that confident facing these <laughs> professional major yeah. league baseball players that they had no chance and they did it. Like it was, I remember watching that. I remember there was like a foul ball and everyone was like, yeah, like yep. nice yeah. job. Like that was yeah. so. Dero has basically got that effect. Yeah. Dero broke it down this morning. I thought he said something that made sense. He was talking about, cause I asked Strider last night, I said, and actually, you know, you were striking out all the guys in the first two innings were striking them out at like 97, 98, not a hundred, hundred one, yeah. which he can do. And he said, well, I've, to- I've said before, he said, I told you before with, it's not the velo with me. It's the carry. When I got good carry on my fastball, that's when he feels like he can do anything. But, and Dero was talking about it this morning, that spin that he has on it is so much tighter that it, li- that even if it's not rising, it almost looks like it's because it's not going down. Yeah. And he's exactly, releasing it from exactly, five, nine. Exactly. Yeah. It's, so, it's, inc- it's crazy. Yeah, we're basically seeing Kimberlo as a starter. Very, very similar. Yeah, he had a stat. He has sat this morning. It was pretty good. It was uh, his first time through the through the lineup. He threw seventy three point seven percent fastballs, then twenty four point seven sliders, and two point four percent changeups. The second time through a lineup, they are zero for twenty two with fourteen strikeouts against his slider and changeup. Second time through the order, he's throwing. Second and third time through the order, he's throwing 62-8 fastballs, 28.6% sliders, and 8.6% changeups instead of 2.4 changeups. So throwing the slider and changeup a lot more second and third time through. Interesting. Yeah, he's one of those guys who I told him, I said, like, your fastball is so good. Your other pitchers don't have to like you're there. They're setting up your fastball. Your fastball is your out pitch. It's your strike pitch. Yeah. It's your strike to ball pitch. It's it is that good, and I think he he knows that too. I mean, he's a very smart kid and studies the yeah. game very well. And yeah, he's he, smart. He, man. Started, he, he he thought you know you always think that everyone says oh you can time fastball when you get to the big leagues, but guess what, bud? You're not throwing big league <laughs> fastball. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. I, I mean, if he's closing, I'm 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 sure he probably throw ninety some percent fastballs, right? I mean, he wouldn't yeah. need to throw anything else really. Yeah. Case slider, maybe. Hundred percent, and I think him as a starter is even more beneficial than a, oh than yeah or whereas I, I agree you know what i mean early on in the game people haven't seen much pitch like you haven't seen many fastballs and then you're having to deal with closer type stuff from the first inning that's just got to mm-hmm. be that's got to be a nightmare demoralizing facing this yeah. guy man he's making good hitters look bad exactly the only guy i didn't strike out last night in the first three innings was uh Arenado. and goldschmidt who oh he struck out but he hit a flag yeah. like the ball right the little bloop yeah, yeah. If that ball is caught, which it probably should have been, then he probably gets out. He could have got through that first inning unscathed too, or with one, two, three. Exactly. So that was a, yeah. It was uh, it was something to watch. That was that was impressive. Um, so right now he took over the strikeout lead on the team last night. He's got 102 and 65 innings. Charlie's got 101 and 87, and Charlie's a big strikeout pitcher. And Max Fried's got 100 and 107 innings, and he might. Be second or third in the Cy Young voting right now. <laughs> That's insane. I saw you had more than Verlander yesterday, and Verlander had like 98 innings. Yeah. Jeez. What, what His is- strikeouts per nine innings is 13.98. By far the major league leader among any pitcher that's thrown 50 innings. Any pitcher. Yeah. And second on the list is – Baseball, Edwin Diaz is probably the only one ahead of him. Yeah. Second, second uh, among guys who've thrown 50 innings – Second is Dylan Cease of the White Sox. He's at 13.01. So it's almost a full strikeout more per nine innings. Wow. Yeah, and then Shohei Atani's third at 12.33. Damn, Diaz is at 17.8. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, he's out of stuff this year. His stuff is – that's – he's got something figured out. Um, So, yeah, between him and – the Braves right now would probably or they got the guy with the Cubs has had a really good rookie with the Cubs has had a really good year so far. But if they keep this up, Harrison Strider could finish one, two in the rookie of the year ballot. Cause I mean, Michael Harris, this kid is special, dude. He's real. He's real too, man. Both sides of the ball. What the impacts he's had on the team. Yeah. They turned it around right after he got, he joined them and they moved Duvall to the corner and you put, Harris at the bottom of that lineup and he transforms that lineup. That lineup is so much tougher. Yeah. I honestly, after watching a week of him play, I could care less if he hit 80. Yeah. 
050. Yeah. Yeah. Andy and what like those guys are like putting Duvall in a comfortable spot and putting uh, Acuna yeah. in a comfortable spot and right and letting him just roam. Yeah. He's like Ed Reed out there. You know, it's it's the guys absolutely incredible at, at defense and you know, we had all these big prospects, no offense to them coming up that were yeah. superstar defensive outfielders, but when you like Pache he was great. He's a great outfielder too, but watching Michael Harris out there, he reminds me of Ender Enciarte, just like his route running, his efficiency, the way he gets the baseballs. It, it's, it's mind blowing. Like he, he, he's making, he's making real plays at the big league level with a month of experience of a third deck coming from double a. Yeah. Sometimes that changes, you know, sometimes you over panic or get a little zealous or sell out early on balls over your head or mm-hmm. timings a little like you're half a second late. Cause you're kind of in the moment type thing and nothing, not one. He's time. comfortable out there from day Dude, one. Yeah. That's what's is mind blowing. I remember sitting in a meeting with some of the guys and some oh. of the France guys do a little bit of work while I'm hurt right now. just helping out with some scouting. Um, and we, I was talking about just like, uh, you, from day one, the confidence that he exhumes like every day, just in center field, that like this is his territory and right center gap and left center gap, he'd yeah. be there. Yeah, just gives a pitcher all the confidence in the world, too. And he's got a cannon of an arm, too. <laughs> yeah, and it's accurate, too. Accurate. Accurate. Yeah, he almost I, threw that guy out at first last night. He almost had a double play that was like, and he didn't even hesitate. No, not one second, dude. He's, he's the real deal. He threw a hundred on the, he had a, he had a hundred mile an hour throw like last two, two weeks ago with the crow hop, you know, but he's, he was 93 off the mountain in high school. That's what I heard. I heard, I heard he was a, a pretty high draft pick as well as a pitcher. Yeah. Luke, you, yeah. you ever been gunned with a crow hop? No, I haven't. I, I, I threw a ball. I, I didn't cross the diamond. I played shorts up in high school and it wasn't very good, but crow hop, I think I'd be all right. What, what do you, cause people ask me that sometimes no. like what I could throw with a crow hop after that, that video of Acuna came out where he just lobs a ball like 380 feet in Arizona. <laughs> um, people ask me like, what, you know, as a pitcher, what could you do? And I'm like, maybe one mile an hour harder or two. Yeah, I'm yeah, not throwing right. 102. Some people translate really well, like you're doing it. Yeah. Some people go the other way. Like some guys, yeah. stuck, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you get out, you get, you throw 95 off the mountain and then you, you curl hop and throw and it's 89. Yeah. You're like, what the heck? I thought yeah. I was so harder. Yeah. It's like dunking off two feet or one feet. I think that's yeah. very similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Talking to Harris too, man. I love, I love the kid's attitude. He's a quiet guy. He just sits over there, does yeah. his thing, gets there early studies and you know, He's just uh, he's really mature. Yeah. I, I like pro. him, man. I, he's the best he's the best center fielder in baseball right now. I would defensively. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, I, I don't know what his outs are above average, but I'm gonna tell you right now, by the end of this year, it's gonna be number one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just have not seen anybody as good as him in center field. He, he was like number ten after like two weeks. Yeah, like that's that's absurd. You know? It's not a golden era for center fielders right now. Exactly. Um, that too, yeah. You that don't too. have a Lorenzo Kane in his prime, that kind of thing. But the guys out there right now, he's the best I've seen, man. And I think he's would he's the best I've seen since Andrew and Ender was really good. Yeah. Cause when you combine the arm, because Ender didn't have the arm this guy has. No, no, and I agree. You're you're he's flirt, he's like in the Jackie Bradley Jr. territory. Yep. Well, that yep. guy is, you know, an absolute monster in center field and guys yep. like good arms with good but he's got it. He I mean, the guy's hitting three hundred right now, which is with power. With power, yeah. Papa, yeah. Yeah. power. Yeah. yeah, I didn't half even the, know he'd have this much power. This half right the balls away. he's hit, I definitely did not think we're going out. If I be honest with you, and they are way gone. Yeah, way I, did not, I did not see him hitting this much power this this early. The ball he hit last night might not even been a strike. No, I mean, the inch off the plate, yeah. up and away. Yeah. yeah, and he hit it up straight center. Yeah, yeah it's, he's, it's it's crazy. You see center fielders with with one of these tools. You know, like I remember Michael Bourne could go get it. Yeah, but you put Michael Bourne at the plate, you know he's going to hit five homers a year. <laughs> Harris is hitting balls out of the strike zone, out to dead center. Yeah, DC when he was just flicking them out to left field. Yeah, like, well, this, this guy's this guy's this guy's onto something here. That that yeah. the adjustment that he made, <laughs> the adjustment he made right away with that that they had him lowering his hands. That's been huge, man. Yeah, no, huge. And he looks like Eric Davis up there with his hands down there. And then he's hitting with Eric Davis power <laughs> or pretty close to it. It's uh it's been something to see. So that, that the Braves have had an uncanny way of, of blending in 
a rookie or, or, or two a year for a while now that are impactful rookies and their and their minor league systems never rated up there with the top three yet they yeah. produ- keep producing these impact guys. One hundred percent. You know, it's not quantity; it's quality. You ain't right. Bring it, guys. I can help you win. Guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll finish up the show. Other thing I wanted to ask you real quick was uh, Max Freed. I mean, we, we've seen we've seen this guy get better and better and better to where now, I mean, he's right there in that top tier of, of uh, ace yeah. pitchers in the majors. He's, 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 he, he established himself as a number one, and you see that. That's what a number one does, you know, takes the ball, yeah. gives you six, seven every night. Gives you a quality start, and you don't like it's not even when you bat an eye at anymore. It's something yeah. that you know you're going to get, and that's how good he is. He knows how to pitch. He knows when his stuff's not good, and he still knows how to pitch. And yeah, I think that comes with experience and pitching in big games and pitching for you know pitching with elite stuff day in and day out. You figure out how to use it, and he's right there. So. It's big to have that in the bullpen too. You know, just one or two days a week where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're chilling the first five innings of this game. Yep, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that. That's been a staple since like I think second half of last year. Yeah, yeah. you're like you feel like I think he back to back CGs when he went Baltimore to somewhere else. Yeah, and we had a guy. I think I got San warm Diego. in the eighth. I got warm in the eighth or ninth. Yeah, I got warm in the eighth or ninth, and I was like, and I think he still finished both games out. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, if you like going into this game, I knew this was going to be what was going to happen. I knew. Yeah. Like I could, we everyone can mentally check out for the first five, which is huge in a bullpen. Gives like take, takes your anxiety and stress level down a little bit, and then yep. all right, sixth, seventh inning, you got a couple guys that got to go to work today, and just be ready because if he's hot, he's hot, and if he's not, you know, we can come in and help him out in the seventh or eighth. But yeah, more likely you're going to have to get an out for him or something. Exactly, like that. it might be just runner on first, two uh-huh. outs, a little layup. I mean, those yeah, are just such uh, nice days in the pen. Line right there, that's you're talking ice cream on a Sunday. <laughs> to me, that's what separates those number ones is, you know, there's no you question know. that night you're going to get a quality start. Uh, it might it might be something much better than that. And, you know, it's going to go out there with no hit stuff and give you seven innings, eight innings. And I mean, there's no question what this guy takes them out now. You don't have to worry about who the opponent is. He's going to pitch well. Yep. Yeah, it's huge. Um, yeah, you, you, you talked about it's, that when it started last year. I worked up the numbers the other night, and this is – he's on the kind of run that very few – very few major league pitchers enjoy this kind of run that he's on. He uh, – 28 regular season starts since August 3rd. He's 16-2 yep. and two with a 2.08 ERA, 28 starts. 42 starts since May 1st, 2021. He's 23-8 and eight with a 2.47 ERA. 244 strikeouts and 262 innings, 42 starts. You take out his first two games of this year and his first three uh-huh. from last year, You, yeah. it might be the most absurd stretch of, you know, yeah. whatever, 35 starts someone had. Like, yeah. Started out with three bad ones in 2021. He started out this year with two yeah. bad ones in 2022. And the outside of that, it's been like almost perfection. Yeah. Throw out the first two this year and yep. it's, Nine and zero with a two five one ERA in the last fifteen, mm. including thirteen Braves wins. Yeah, I mean that's as good as it gets. Again, when you go deep into games like that, you you come to find out you get, get a lot more Ws. And he's <laughs> he's the guy's going seven, so he's it's pretty insane to see. You know, the team rally the teams. I mean, he was one of those guys. I think for a while there, who was like was getting run support on those years where like you're like, eh, he was you know he was battling for it. Yeah. Now it's like. If you give him any run support, you're in trouble. Right, right. Yeah, somebody asked me, should they should they start him? He's gonna uh, should they re-sign him because he's going to be a big contract? I say, hell yeah, they should re-sign him because who are you going to replace him with? It's going to be cheaper. They yeah. need to sign him now while he's still got two years before free agency. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 leveraging him, Dansby. Some of these guys have yeah. priced pretty insane with you know yeah. coming up on deal years and having absolute incredible seasons and it's you know it's Man's good time it's, tough, his, to, it's it? tough to like say hey we gotta <laughs> find all these guys but on the other hand it's like these guys have, have earned these dollars and these guys have worked their butt off and it looks good on a team when you're winning and you're yeah. getting carried by certain guys on your team for a little like Dansby carried us for two weeks there. There was a stretch where I think the whole the whole team was like just Dansby was moving the line along, and I think yeah. like 
it's you know your value gets skyrocketed in situations like that. Oh, it's skyrocketed for sure. You nowadays, when you have stats like <laughs> F WAR that that take into effect, to take into account your whole game instead of just offense. Now they're showing Dansby's true worth because he's at the top of the scale with shortstops this year. I mean. It's, uh, he's you, doing everything. I mean, in basketball, they have a clutch. They have a clutch meter. They literally have a stat that, like, in defining moments that you you perform. Yeah, and and they don't have it in baseball. But if they had it, that would be Dansby's selling point. The guy, you know, gamer, big situations. I want. I take that guy every day of the week and twice on Sunday. The good news for him is anybody watching the games knows that. That's yeah. that's that's a very very true statement, right there. I mean, the Dodgers are going to have Trey Turner hit free agency. The Braves are going to have Dansby hit free agency. I know Buster the other day predicted those two would flip flop, and I was like, I don't know why the Braves would let him go because they're going to sign Trey Turner for more money than Dansby. He's going to get more than Dansby, and I mean, Dansby is a perfect fit on this team. I would, he, I don't know how you let that piece of your culture go. You already lost Freddie last year. I think you need to keep Dansby. I don't think they do. Yeah. Can't, afford, can't can't do it. And you know the Dodgers would drool to have Dan uh, Dansby in, in their lineup. You imagine him out there; he'd make a little money Everybody's on the side. Drooling. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's been he's been terrific this year, and and just the, the, some guys have stepped up to 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 pick up the slack with Freddie gone, and Dansby's one of them for sure. And then you know, yeah, so it's been a kind of a combined effort. And, and Matt Allison's done a hell of a job. I know people, you know, got down on him during that when he wasn't hitting the ball out of park. But he's not. I thought he's done a hell of a job, Matt Olson. Yeah. I mean, he's on pace to break the ninth doubles like, record, sixties doubles record. I mean, and extra base hits. Yeah, tons. Of, he's got like he's on pace to like threaten Hank Aaron's franchise record for extra base hits. And people are like, oh man, he's no Freddie. I mean, come on, get out of here. I agree. So, I agree. Anyway, well, Luke. Man, Always a pleasure, guys. We miss seeing you out at the park, yeah. dude. And uh, all the guys say you still come down by there a lot and yeah, every home game. and all that. I'm trying to catch catch a breather, if you know what I mean. You in the? Are you in the stadium for the games? Or do you have to go home? Uh no, no. I I uh, about I come to probably half the home games. Come to half the home games to kind of hang out with the guys, hang out with the bullpen, kick it. You know, get some maybe some contrast in or something extra. But other than that, yeah, I try to. Right when the little one goes to sleep, I head on over and hang out for a bit. I told you I saw him at a day game the other day. He had, had a pair of Hawaiian shorts, had a beer, <laughs> had, a, had a beer, showed his Why buddy not? around. <laughs> Why not? Got time. Got the Delta Club or whatever that is down there. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I was walking down there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take in the only. I'm saying this is gonna be the only time ever I have a. Uh, pleasure of you know getting to experience a game as a fan like yeah. while i'm still 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 kind of playing and it's good perspective it, it is and, and i agree it's definitely kind of brought some reality into my life how about Ooh. that lounge man what they did to that thing jesus it's huge yeah lion behind home plate you can play basketball on that thing massive all right well it's been real, dude. We appreciate always. it. And, yeah, uh, always. You guys we'll the best. See you, we'll see you out at the ballpark, but thanks yes, for all sir. the uh, insight. Really, fans love you and love to hear from you. Always, David. Take care. Eric, you know, man, always. All right. See you, buddy. Thanks Keep for coming on. Keep those kids in check, baby. Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> love it. Take care. All right. Thanks to Luke Jackson. That was great having him on. Yeah. Luke's always good. What a dude, man. Yeah, he's got great perspective. I was I wanted stuff. to check on his mentals because man, he's in the he's in the hardest part of rehab where you're not really seeing any progress and you're just doing this redundant stuff every day. You know, I mean, and yeah. he's got a kid at home, so yeah. It's a tough year, on. but doing that rehab and coming back, um, I think he'll I think he'll be in a position to I mean, I got a two year deal coming off of Tommy John. I would hope that the Braves offer him something to bring him back and yeah, you know, I, take a I, discount, but yeah, I would be surprised if they don't. I mean, they're, they're yeah. rehabbing him. They he's there every day. He's going out of his way. You know, a lot of guys do their rehab and they go home and do it with somebody, especially if it's they're not even signed beyond this year. They might just be taking the team's money and rehabbing somewhere else. He's out there every day. He's coming supporting these guys. The guys in the bullpen now say, "Yeah, he's there all the time, helping us out and everything." So he's that still makes perfect sense to me too. You know why he had to go ahead and do it because. What he was, he was saying, he was still able to throw, you know, his velo yeah. and everything was still there, but 
that's one of those tough decisions. And it's a tough spot to be in where he had to think, even if he went through this year and grinded it out, yeah. once that MRI is on the record, right? nobody's signing you. You know, yeah. I mean, unless you, you're Greg Maddox, <laughs> right? And that's later in his career too. And At it's the Greg end of Maddox. his career, yeah. And I'm sure it had he, all kinds it, of stuff in it. He went out and pitched 60 games this year with good numbers. Somebody would sign him, but it's going to be a one-year deal, and right, it's going to be at a discount, and probably one or two deals is going to fall apart once I see that MRI. So I mean, right. he kind of just had to do it, but probably sucks being it, it sucks being hurt going into free agency. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the same thing happened with Johnny Venters. Yep. Yeah, we did the same year. So, yeah, I mean, he and he mentioned doing some scouting for him and stuff. So, it's obviously, he's still get as involved as he can possibly be. So, I just – I don't see them severing ties with him. He's He's been too big a piece of, of that bullpen becoming what it is. Yeah. And you saw them bring yeah, back Darren O'Day. They bring back guys that are, you know, that are important for them. And Darren's probably at the end of his run, so we'll see. But, you know, he's had some effective outings, and and, and Snit's using him in O'Day in some big situations too, man. Snit is he's nothing if not loyal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, they got a, they got what should be uh, an easy series against the Nats, who are dreadful, and Soto's hurt right now, so they should. Uh, a sweep would be ideal going into the biggest series before the that they'll have for a while with the Mets. That Mets series could be big. Going, it's going to be big. I mean, they're going to be depending on what they do against the Nationals and what the Mets do the rest of the weekend against the Marlins. The Braves could be within, you know. We'll it's crazy the spread, you know, like the how spread out a series can be against these teams that you're competing for the division with. You know, like you can play the Mets when they're hot in April and then not see them again until yeah. July. Things like yeah. that happen. And I wish the they Phillies spread it out more. And you see the Phillies twice in like a week. 10 days or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't see them for three months. It's like, I'd rather, I wish they, they spread it out so that there was a better chance of, of both teams getting to face each other when they're hot and cold versus a team getting to have a series that could decide the season yeah. early when one team's hot and one team's not going, you know, I wish it was more evenly spread out. It's at three and a half game deficit right now. And which is good. It was 10 and a half at the beginning of June, yeah. June 2nd, but they had a chance the other night to get it to one and a half yep. and the Mets pulled out that come from behind win. And yep. then the, uh, you know, and then the Braves lose to the Cardinals last night when the Mets won. So it's got it back up to three and a half, but man, they, they, they almost had it down to one and a half there. So I always think about it too. Like that. It, it's almost like a, when you start out down 10, it's almost like a house money mindset. You know, like it, it, there's so much more to blow when you're the Mets and somebody's chasing you down and you can't shake them. I don't. I would prefer to be the team chasing and slightly behind and yeah. putting that pressure on them than being the team that's risking blowing it. You know, just the perspective of it. I think the Braves are in a good spot, and the way they're playing, they're not yeah. going anywhere. Like the Mets, yeah. they have to deal with this. Right, and and now the Mets are feeling the pressure of them being there, and the yep. Braves three to half is that's nothing. You know, when you nothing. got half a season left, you could do you can make it's that nothing. up literally in a week. Yep. You know, and they know they can, especially with all the head-to-head games they've got against the Mets coming up. Oh, you so, sweep them! You're you're half game back. Now the Mets have like Scherzer that. back now, and they they don't they don't have Degrom back yet, but he's getting close. So, yeah, we'll see. But the Braves are in good shape, man. They've uh they've come through the they got through that terrible start uh, that or uh, that lackluster start and some injuries, and if Matzik can uh, get it back, then that that'll be big. He pitched two innings last night. Snit left him in for two innings. He gave up a couple of leadoff hits, but Snit was really pleased with the performance. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's just a that's a tough. I don't. It's hard to even grade. Yeah. These extra innings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, with the guy in second base. If you that's what Snit said. If you only give up one run, you got you did your job. Yeah. As a reliever. It's and it's it's hard to it's hard to swallow a loss from that, and it's hard to right to feel good about it or look at the way you pitch. I mean, you have to be able to step aside from that result, but yeah. you threw the ball well. I mean, you wind up giving up a couple on earns. That I don't even know if they what they count as. You know, they shouldn't even count as runs you give up. But the one you do that and it's is unearned, the first one. Yeah. If he scores. Yeah. And it's, it's impossible to grade that because if you had your own inning, that's what you have to look at. Like if you give up a leadoff double, you already gave up your hit for the inning maybe. But right. when you just start with a runner on second, you got to be perfect. 
Yeah, that's what that's the only thing I don't like about the rule is you it changes everything that you do as a pitcher. It all of a sudden is out the window because it's a totally different circumstance. It's kind of like, you know, deciding something with a shootout or whatever. It's like you you've done all this you play the game like this and then all of a sudden you're playing with a completely different set of rules, but like if Matzik's locked in, what are your odds of getting a leadoff double against him? Right. Right. And we just give it to you. Right. You know, First, so you, it takes away a strength of a bullpen. Your elite guys give up a leadoff double every time, you know, and it, that never happens. Right. Usually That's it's going to, usually a guy's going to have to either get a walk or a single and somebody's got to move him over to second. And then you're, you know, you're operating with an out, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's fair because the other team gets their shot too. Right. And you saw it last night, you know, you score one, we score one, but right. eventually somebody's just going to not have it and give up a three spot. And then the game's over when, yeah. You could use your zero guys in those big situations and actually get a zero from them. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'd be better if they pushed it back an inning or two. But I'd I like do. to see it start in the 10th or the 11th right. or the 11th or 12th. I'd say 11th or 12th. But uh, I do not want to see those games like the one I referred to earlier, that Pittsburgh 19 inning game that ended at like two in the morning, three in the morning. We don't I'll need to ever see those mercy. again. He just see, said uncle. See, you never see, need to see those again, you know, when you run out of pitchers and all that. So. Uh, it does keep the game exciting. It's just that it's a kind of a, a, an abomination of what the game really is. But uh, yeah, it is exciting. And if you've got a, if you've got a deep bullpen, you've obviously got a lot better chance. <laughs> a well, deep you got to have strikeout yeah. guys. You have to have a yeah. strikeout guy yes. that you save for that because that's the only way out of it. Yeah, if you've got a Craig Kimbrell at his peak, would be ideal for this rule. You know, yep. or Smolty at his peak, or if you had well, Strider at his peak. Yeah, Matzik Matzik at his last peak, year, you know, I mean, yeah. he yeah. he hasn't had quite the velocity and the strikeouts that he had last right. year, and I think it's going to come. You know, he's just coming back and, and finding his footing again. But ideally, he's the perfect guy for that scenario because he can strike out too and get a pop yep. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, Strider would have been, but he ain't going to be a closer. So, somebody asked I'm me, not, "Do you think I'm not touching so, him?" <laughs> somebody's like, "You think just they'll move Strider to closer?" I'm like, "Are you kidding?" After what we've seen as a starter with the three pitches and. <laughs> No, no you got if you can have Kimbrel for seven innings, you take Kimbrel for seven yeah, innings. Exactly, man. Yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon. So, yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, we'll talk to you next week after they've uh, taken care of the Nats and uh getting ready for the Mets. Cool. And and then uh then the All-Star break's just around the corner. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be several Braves make that team, I think. Dansby's right there neck and neck with uh trade with uh, Turner. For shortstop, the voting is right, almost even. Well, he better get taken, even if he doesn't win the vote. Yeah, yeah, he'll get, he'll go regardless. Yeah, he's he'll go. So, all right, that's all it. Right. Seven fifty-five is real. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. Oh, somebody asked about my shirt. It says, "I like coffee and maybe three people." <laughs> We're out. See you.